Welcome to Radio Rehab. If you are just joining us for the first time, we are now a daily show. So I have a guest host in here with me for the entire week, and we talk recovery. This week, my guest host is my dear friend, Maddie, who I've known for a very long time. We've known each other sober and not so sober. We work together in radio. I can't wait for you guys to meet him. If you would like to contact us, if you like what you're hearing, it's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O Productions. You can call or text 415-496-9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. Also, you might want to go on iTunes and give us a rating. Not just any rating, like a really good rating. Like the best rating you can give. Because that would be an awesome present for you to give to me. Not that you owe me anything. But without further ado, let's get to know Maddie, shall we? Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. We are here in studio with producer Shar and our guest host for the week. And also, not just a friend of the show, but a close personal friend of Dana and Shar. I just spoke with myself in third person. I don't know why I did that. But Maddie. Maddie is here, and I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so, uh, you know what? I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad you're sober. I'm, I'm so, so glad we're sober. I'm so glad we're sober. Because you and I, we had some experiences. <laughs> we were definitely uh, feeding each other's uh, fire for a while there. Because I... You know, I I guess to give background, you know, we we worked in the business together. Yes. And I remember at one point, I think you were off of heroin. When you when I met you, yeah, yeah I had been but off that, heroin for like three years but, or something. But yeah, but full in addiction of everything else. Yeah, totally. And I had somebody else who would jump in a car with me and go grab to go get some blow and 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 keep the party going. So I was really happy to have you in my life at that point for that. And I'm glad that you're here for me I at know. this point in my life too. It's so great. It's so funny how we have those relationships when we're out there and it's like, oh, that's my guy. Cause there's, you know, there's always the people who want to call it quits at like what, 4am and it's like, no, it's still dark. <laughs> Come on. Like, yeah. Or it's about the 6am dealers getting up soon. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. I remember once we had a party at my house that went all night and you and I told everyone we were going to get breakfast. <laughs> And we drove to Denny's? 35 minutes to my dealer's house and then stopped by Denny's and grabbed breakfast and brought it back. That we never ate. We never fucking ate, of course, you know, because, right. you know, who's going to eat when you've been on Coke for two days? Exactly, because so. we had significant others who Ugh. we had to, we thought we were fooling anyway. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure they were fooled in the beginning, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, you know, and it, it, talk about fooling yourselves. I remember when I quit cocaine because cocaine was getting to be something i did on more than just on the weekends it was it was starting to creep into to life a little bit more and i i thought i'd quit i i moved to los angeles and i thought that it, and immediately found a dealer down there and then finally i did i i, I ended up just quitting because shauna my wife kept kept i knew she knew yeah, and we lived in a little tiny house, and there was no way like the old, old house we had. It was a big house. I could have my I had my own room, and like she never saw me. I could, yeah, because she'd be down in the bedroom yeah, and the upstairs, yeah, yeah, like a totally yeah, different house. Yeah. And uh, and I came, I moved back to San Francisco, and I saw all my friends who I used to do coke with, and I tell them, I'm like, listen, guys, I'm I'm not doing coke anymore. And they were like, yeah, we quit too when you moved. <laughs> And I realized I was the guy. I was that guy. I was the one keeping everybody else on it because it was Friday. Hey, time to go. Let's go, everybody. You know, I was yep. I was the ringmaster, you know, 
setting it all up, making sure, you know, who wants this, who wants taking orders and getting all that stuff done. Uh, and then meanwhile, yeah, I come back and they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't do that anymore. I was like, oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah, that was I know that was me. It was like I I know when some of the parties I used to go to, I would be the guy who kept the party going all weekend at their house. And I mean, I remember these poor guys passing out Xanax on like a Sunday after the party had been going since Friday night. Going, you guys get out of here, get out of here, take some Xanax, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. It's like, and I that was all because of me. They're like, we didn't have to do that before you came into the picture. The party would end maybe you know Saturday morning, but not Sunday. Yeah, I, and I just remember you talked about Xanax, and I just think of. All the combinations of drugs that I, 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 what a chemist I was. Oh my God. And yeah. how it did, it, hey, it worked for me for a while. I could, I knew like, uh, you know, I, I had, I was, you know, on a strict show, you know, I had a, I had a, I had a radio show and I was for that. And for many years of that, I was, I learned how to turn it off on Sunday, grind my teeth, wait patiently till Friday and then go nuts, you know, on the right. weekend. Um, and, and, and then that quits working. <laughs> yeah, that quits and working. And then it quits working. And then, um, you know, then it became, all right, I'm having serious withdrawal from alcohol because I, I stopped after the weekend. Now I have to take Ativan, which I have to convince my psychiatrist that I truly need so that I can I can wean off of alcohol and the shakes. So that you don't have the DTs. So I don't have yeah. the DTs all the time in front of people. And, I mean... Insanity, insanity that that thinking like and, and and you know looking back like what did did I think that was normal? Did I? Th- I know. What did I think was going to happen? It's so, but it was such a weird reality that we worked in. I mean, me being at night and you being really early in the morning, where people didn't really see us. We didn't see you know like the nine to five people. Maybe for yeah. a little bit, like I'd see them right before they left, and you'd see them right when they yeah. got there, and that's it. So it's like they didn't. Luck only our our close friends yeah. got to see us, and they saw us so often it was probably normal. And, and when you saw me, you know, when I was in radio, I, I kept it together for the most part uh, when I was working in radio. But when I left radio, and that schedule went away, and I worked at a company that I could work from home, and that's when my addiction really like came out. You know, because you know I know now that that addict was is was always there. It was just waiting for the opportunity to come out. Yeah. You know, and you can, you know, and the whole idea that like, well, if I if I would have stayed with this one job or not gone here or gone there that maybe I would have not, you know, gotten so bad. It's like, yeah, 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 I would have. I I would have gotten that bad. It it's just that that might have helped accelerate it a little bit. But I'm yeah. an addict, I'm a drunk, and I am forever. You know, I'll never be recovered. I'm like a, you know, I tell I tell uh sponsees this, we're cancer patients in remission. If you yeah. think for one minute that you're, you know, and I, I, I get annoyed when I hear people say, I have some words that I hate when I hear in the brooms. Recovered? Because I hear that sometimes. Recovered. I'm recovered. Like you're not recovered. I know. It's know? like, really? So you could then yeah. go drink, go have a beer. You're, I, you're normal. You're I awesome. I say that go. to normies when I want to like pacify them so they don't think I'm going to like be Barney and like go yeah. nuts and like grab a bottle and drink because I'm an alcoholic. Just because you see it. Yeah. yeah. But in the rooms, I'll never say that. And I hate the word problem. I had a drinking problem. You don't have a fucking cancer problem. You don't have a diabetes problem. You have a disease. I have a disease. You have yep. a disease. Most of the people in our families have the same disease. Yes. The only disease you can get yelled at for having. 
And the only disease that tells you you don't have a disease. Yep. Constantly telling you yeah. you're okay, that you'll get through this. And, you know, you never hear a diabetic saying, you know, I, I have a feeling this time if I eat a bag of sugar, <laughs> I won't go into diabetic shock because I just, I'm pretty sure this time it'll work. Yeah. Because that is the definition of insanity. I think Einstein said that, but everybody uses it in the program is yeah. doing the same thing over and over and expecting yeah. different results. That's what we do. And when I was in rehab, I really clung to that because I had to. You know, I had to, you know, put some reasoning to it. And also my wife, she had to figure that out, too, because, you know, we laugh now when she would look at me and say, why don't you just stop? I remember specifically we were, we were I tried to quit because, you know, like everybody, I tried to quit like several times and just beer on the weekends and all this bullshit. Right. And uh, we were at a bar and I was like, honey, I'm really uncomfortable. I, I don't like this. And, 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 she, and she was just like, I don't understand. Just don't drink. We're just hanging out. Just don't drink. And... Now we look at each other and kind of, you know, it's not funny, but it's just she didn't know and I didn't know how to articulate to her that, hey, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Like it's life or death. It's life or fucking death. And and I didn't realize that till till towards the end. And um, yeah, it, it just it, it are, and the people in our lives, it starts to be normal. And I just think of what what my wife started to tolerate as normal for me going on drinking benders where I would lock myself in my bedroom. Just not hoping, just waiting for her to wake up in the morning and go to work so I could go and be there at 7 a.m. at Rite Aid to get a couple bottles of wine. Yep. And then figure out what was my lie that day to not go to work. Yeah. For me, it I was mean, CVS. What a, what a, what a damn, uh, you know, and, and how intricate in, in my lies would get. And, and, and it's just shameful and embarrassing to think about now. Um, but, you know, it, it, you know, I, I, I'm blessed that I never, you know, I didn't lose everything. And I got, I, you know, when I went to rehab, you I have had a great a, wife. Like, I am so <laughs> glad that did not end. No, like, no. I was hoping that would not because she's so sweet. Well, I mean, it wasn't for her. If I wasn't married to my wife, I would, you could, be I would dead. still be dead. I'd be dead or in my addiction. I know. Like 100%. I know. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's just crazy what you get to think is normal. Um, yeah, exactly, because that's what it is. It's normal. I When I was working at uh, the radio station I was at in San Jose, we had to go to uh, Bradley Knoll from Sublime. They did a play about him called Bad Fish, and we went to go see it. And I had three years completely clean and sober, and the other DJ I was with was like, so what, you're telling me if you just had a beer right now, like you'd go shoot heroin immediately? And I couldn't really answer him. But it's like now, this was like, what? That was 12 years ago. If I could go back in time and answer him, I'd be like, no, if I had a beer right now, I wouldn't shoot heroin. I would maybe have another beer. Yeah. And then I would have a few more beers the next day. Then I'd start drinking vodka. Then I'd be drinking alcoholically for a few years. Then I'd start doing other chemicals to counteract the alcohol. And then finally, once I'd lost everything, I'd go, oh, well, and then I'd do heroin again. You know, I, I <laughs> that's I, what would happen. And I always say that you know we you know we say in the program to play the tape and yeah, play the for tape me through. the tapes were there, but there was a big padlock on them and I never accessed them. Where now, I, you know, I immediately access them because I have those. I'll be watching. I, yeah, I watch The Sopranos, and when I see someone having a glass of wine. You know, I get that. It's Ray weird. Donovan. I know. Red How wine, much do they drink? And, <laughs> and red wine wasn't my drink, but man, it is my fantasy drink. That is the drink that I, I, I get all like, I just want a glass of white, white, red wine. And then all I have to do is, okay, well, you wouldn't have a glass. You'd have a bottle and you'd be okay. And then you'd have another 
And then tomorrow morning, you'd wake up and you'd be hungover and you'd think, well, I'll just have a couple glasses of wine. You know, yeah, so yeah, I can play exactly. all that out now. Or I'm too drunk. I need some yeah. Coke to even myself out. I went to a Warriors game. Uh, yesterday and some folks are drinking near me and I was like, man, you know, I was looking at the drinks and then I was like, okay, here's how this, this is how sporting events end for you. You would have a few beers at the game. On the way home, you'd pick up a bottle because your wife would be asleep. You could stay up and drink some more. And then the next morning when she went to work, you would find the bottle that you didn't finish and finish it off and maybe go to work, but probably not. Yeah. Like that's what would happen because it was on a Wednesday. I would have just made it a, a five day week or three day week. Yeah, close enough. I know. I, I remember having that exact thought. Like Wednesday, close enough. What the day after tomorrow is Friday. Wednesday's yeah. close enough. Nobody for would me care to if start. I go to work or not. You know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like I know people always say. Like people always say it's five o'clock somewhere. But like I remember, I like when it first started. Like you're 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 gonna have a glass of wine or or whatever by yourself. And then it was like, you know, my ex at the time going, you're going to have a glass of wine. Like, it's barely even like seven o'clock. And then I remember one morning him going, that's the first thing you're putting in your body is vodka right now. Like, because it was 7 a.m. I went right to the fridge, you know, where I kept my handle of vodka. Yeah. And I, I, uh, mine was wine and sake. And I I didn't know yours was wine. I could open the, I could open the, the refrigerator door and talk to my wife. And lean down and tr- and yes. chug it and put the top back on it. And meanwhile, I would have another bottle hidden in the house that I could re I could swap them out so it never looked like the bottle went down. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm drinking all day, and you know for the most part hiding it. And then we would go out and have two or three drinks, and I'm plastered. And and I and, and her and everybody would be like, wow, how did Matt get drunk so fast? It's like they had no idea that I've been drinking since seven in the goddamn morning. Yeah. Oh, they all, there's always that. I love hearing that. Everybody, when people say, I used to hide bottles and there'd be one behind the toilet and then like, you know, they would empty out, women would empty out like what, like nail polish remover or face wash or something and fill it with wine. It's so funny how many other people you see nodding going, yeah, I did yeah. that. And my, yeah. and my poor wife, when I went to rehab, she had to clean the house out. And man, she oh, was shocked no. at the amount of empty because they're all empties. Yeah, you know, God forbid. You know, I had a, we had a firm belief in I, my wife. The joke was when it was still cute when Bender Maddie was still kind of cute when Maddie would go on of his little drinks and and be drunk for a couple days. That I thought wine went bad and all alcohol goes bad once you open it because I couldn't have any in the oh, house because oh. I drink it all. Right, all of it. <laughs> And that last, <laughs> that my last time, yeah, I finished off everything in the house, and and uh, and she she cleaned up, and like, I mean, what a mess she had to clean up. The thing I know, Ugh. the things that we've done, the shame. We're almost out of time for today, but to- ah! ah, I know, no, but tomorrow we're hey! gonna we're, tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll be back on subject with more shame and more about adorable uh, Bender Maddie, who I've met, but I need to be reminded of because I was Bender Dana. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Keep coming back. We'll see you tomorrow. Sex and drugs and rock and roll is all my brain and body need. Sex and drugs and rock and roll.